1: God damn, I need that beer.
2: God damn, do I need that beer? Craig, the Philadelphia Flyers are just, they're no good, pal.
0: Well, yeah, no, they're not, they're not a good time right now. Nah, I mean, no, they're not, they're not really fun to watch. (laughs) Like, in any measure, there was... That may have been the least enjoyable game to watch all year. Like, worse than anyone from the 10-game losing streak, I think. Even near the end when you thought that team was literally never going to win again. And they were just going to close out the season on a 62-game 60 game losing streak.
2: <sighs> Man. I think at this point, I would have preferred a 62-game losing streak.
0: <laughs> I, yeah, that would be a pretty good chance to get uh, Rasmus Dali in foot. Here we are. Uh, and uh, do you have any hope for tonight, Friday? Any hope?
2: No, I have no hope unless. Well, here's the thing even if Couturier plays, these lineup changes that Hack is preparing to make are just good. They're, they're good they're, times. Oh, they're great times. And they're that's cool. our our fly fly pole burly. Is that what we should call this? The, the fly pole burly? Ah, who gives oh, a shit? Fly perbly pole. Oh. I know it's a bad pun, but never again. Uh, JoJo is uh, kicking ass for the Sixers. So we got some the man in the plastic mask, <laughs> the Phantom of the Process. I, you know, Joel Embiid. Um, I can't say words. Joel Embiid is my just everything, and the Flyers are nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a pretty good way to put it. I'm watching the Sixers right now, and uh, it's fun. They're fun to watch. It's it's I haven't had fun watching a sport since the Eagles which you know not that much time but uh, they had a I've lot had of flyers. Fleet,
2: I've had fleeting moments of fun with the Flyers like the five nothing win over the Rangers was yeah a lot of fun uh Claude drew had some fun games Shane Gostaper had some fun games but it, I know what you mean it's it's been a slog and, and look I had fun in game two of this series and game two it, was fun. It, the thing is okay you can have a fun series and still lose it sounds weird to say but you can. Uh, you can have, look, if these were close competitive games, then sure. You know, I'd be having some fun, but the flyers are getting their asses kicked in the ugliest manner possible.
0: Yeah. Nobody, it looked like nobody showed up last night. Patrick looked fine. Besides that. I, I don't, I don't know what to say about the rest of the team. And I don't, I mean, you look at this series and you look at the cap series and the the big the big names haven't really shown up the last two playoff series, and Haxtell doesn't seem to have a hold of his team in the last two series. And they've been underdogs in both, but it's still a thing where, I mean, the Avs and the Devils are big underdogs this round, and they're both down three to one as well, but it actually looks like it's somewhat a competitive series. And that looks like
2: those teams are actually playing playoff hockey.
0: Yeah, like they've had leads in more than one game. Uh, It's usually a one goal game pretty late. It's a lot of tenacity. Fives are usually five goal goal difference, probably the beginning of the third, and then that's uh that's it. Just mailing it from there. I I don't understand what's going on with this team right now. I mean, they're the Penguins are better, but it's not. I this doesn't even look like if the the Penguins and Sabers played each other for a seven game series. I don't know if it would be this bad. Like, no, I can't
2: imagine it would be this bad. They're just, look, you you don't want to talk. We know it's cliche to talk about not having heart and all that stuff, but it it doesn't uh, look like the Flyers have any heart. They just look gutted out there.
0: Yeah. I mean, I hate that cliche too, but I, how else would you describe what game four was? I mean, there was no, there's nothing. There was no pushback in that game at all. They got down one nothing early and then that was it. And that was
2: it. Folded yeah. up.
0: Yeah, and Elliot didn't have a great goal on the castle goal, and that's all. And Norbert's, I mean, that Crosby goal is pretty pathetic too. But can't really blame it on goaltending. It's not like the re, the the rest of the team didn't show up to fight fight for the goalie. And it's that's a pretty bad showing when you're down two to one, and it was a must win game at home, and they just come out flat like that. And I, I know the Katori news is, can knock you down a little bit. In terms of uh, positivity, but you gotta you gotta fight through that. To throw yeah.
2: another cliche out there, it is a team sport. There's more than one guy on the team. Yeah. It's more than just Sean Couturier. Yeah, He's no, obviously exactly. A key yeah. piece, but come on.
0: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter how it looks going into the game. They like, you still gotta show up and play. You're still gotta play that game. And there's, it doesn't matter how it looks in the postseason as long as you get it done. I mean, they could have, they could have pulled out that game five win against the Caps or whatever, a couple years ago where they just found down the hatches and just blocked everything and just let the penguins dominate play, but find a way to win. But they weren't even trying to do that. It was just, they're getting beat everywhere. They're taking took bad penalties again. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and then- what did
2: I note on Twitter that uh, the keys to the series for the flyers, if they wanted to stay competitive, were no dumb penalties, no unnecessary penalties and uh, don't turn the puck over. And, after 10 minutes, they had taken a penalty, allowed a power play goal and turned the puck over four times.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's fascinating. I, I really, I do not know what tonight holds. Like, I just, I don't know if it's going to be, they quite literally don't show up and it's an eight, nothing loss. I don't know if they make it close. I don't think they win. No, I've already assumed they're losing. I, and I, I'm just deciding whether or not it's going to be a blowout loss. Or it's going to be like a really painful three to two overtime loss or something dumb. Honestly, at this point, I take the blowout.
1: blowout.
0: Yeah, I I, honestly, at this point, I kind of take the blowout. I mean, who cares? Let them get embarrassed uh, and let them kind of sit in it all summer and let Hextall think about that all summer. And maybe he'll actually go out and make some moves. I don't know. This is drafting and developing is fine. I just think it's. we're getting closer and closer to the time where we gotta strike deals to push the team forward. Patrick's already up, Konechny's up, Ferroff's up, Ghost is up, hagen and Sandheimer now up. You're gonna probably get Myers and Marin soon. Frost is gonna be here in a year or two. Like the the kids are coming. You need to go make that HOSA that Gabrick, that Richards Carter deal, the the Kessel deal. You need to go make that that trade soon, in my opinion.
2: Right, but the question is with that, who is the target for such a trade? Who's the guy?
0: Well, I've said it a bunch. Kind of started out as a joke, but I am slowly talking myself into I want them to go sign John (laughs) Tavares.
2: I'm 100% about signing Tavares.
0: People have looked at me like I'm crazy
2: about this, but I agree completely. You sign Tavares, especially if... Look, it's been great having Katori as your number one center. It's been amazing, but... You want depth, and if you can yeah. look at a Drew Tavares and Konecny line, for instance, that's a sexy friggin' line.
0: Yeah, or or I mean, just have Drew and Couturier be on your second line, and then have Tavares be on your top line, and then Noam Patrick looked pretty good as a two C. I mean, him against third line competition, I think would rack up even more points. I, I don't know. I, the defense is going to be there, especially with the kids coming up. You have the best goaltending prospect in all of hockey. And there are gonna be other forward pieces that come along. I think I think this might be the time when everybody's still on their ELCs to go and get that guy. Now I, if I think, you
2: can sign a guy like Tavares, you get the talent and then you make it work.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And I think I mean this is it's a thing with Hex where we we've seen that we've seen he can draft, we, we've seen he can be patient, we we see that he can collect the assets, but that's, that's nice and everything, but every GM that's won recently has still gone out and added key pieces. But you have to add key pieces through trades at some point in time, especially when you're ready, getting closer and closer to competing. So I, I guess the debate is whether or not you think this team is there right now. And right and right now, I, I can understand if people aren't too pumped about the idea of going out and, I guess, spending money on a big name that may not pay off ultimately. But I...
2: The thing is, they're going to have money. They haven't had money in a while, and that's one of the things Hextall's been very successful with is normalizing the salary cap situation with this team yeah. after what Paul Holmgren did, and you're losing the Philpula contract. You're losing Manning. Manning, hopefully, hopefully. I, I'm i more convinced, way more convinced Philpula's gone than Manning. Manning is, I'm very distressed that he's going to be back. <laughs> oh, really?
0: I, I think it's the other way around. I think Manning's gone. Manning's already playing third pairing minutes, and they have Marin and Myers in the AHL. So I, I, I think th- with
2: the glut of centers on this team, that well signing Filippula is insane.
0: And, all, well, I mean, Hag's currently the seventh defenseman, too. And they have Marin, who I don't think is going to play in the AHL next year. Like, I, I just, I, ideally, realistically, neither there one just, of
2: them should be back.
0: There's no reason, yeah. Either of them should be back. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I think, I, I think Phil coming back to me seems like a scary idea because Morgan Frost is gonna be there two years from now. I don't know if he's gonna be there next year, but I, I don't know who else would fill him. I feel like they're gonna think that Lawton and Philpia both did a pretty good job in the bottom, the bottom six, and half of that statement would be correct. Not the, not the part that they're gonna want to bring back.
2: I would legitimately be shocked if Philip came back.
0: I'll tell you what, that's, that would be a thing that would kind of lessen my mood towards textile. And there's, there's there's going to be a few things this summer that uh, I think are going to irritate me. if Hextall don't don't do them or if he does them and re-signing Fulpula and or Manning would be one of those things.
2: Yeah, I agree completely. Uh, there's no reason that either of those guys be back, but g- going back to the, the issue of freeing up money and everything. There should be some more cash-free, which obviously you're going to have to spend some of that down the line to re-sign some of the rookies that you have, uh, some of the stellar young talent on the team.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and Connect Me and ProBeroth have one year left, I think. And then it's the same summer, I believe Simmons is a free agent, which, again, if you're, if you're talking about moves to do this summer, and we I've talked about it a bunch, and we've talked about it a bunch, the idea of... Possibly trading him. But I, I think there are other people that he can move. I think you can. I think Gutis is a guy you can look at. I think uh, in one way or another, moving Weiss or Laterra, Whether it's buying them out or just burying them in the HL. Which doesn't free up a lot, but it frees up a roster spot. And if you have cap space, still go out and sign somebody.
2: I think you especially have to get rid of Laterra.
0: I, I think so. And Letera is somebody that scares me too because he's been... He's been used quite often this year by, by Hackstall. But right. But I, I
1: just, I we saw Vanden think... and
0: Belmar do the same thing too last year where Vanden and Belmar got a ton of minutes every single game. Well, not a ton, but they were consistently relied upon in every situation by Hackstall and then Hackstall just decided not to bring back Vanden and got lucky with, with Pebbles. So maybe, uh, maybe it's the same with Manning. Who knows? Who knows what this team speak. To, I mean, do we want to talk about the lines real quick?
2: Let's talk about the lines, but I just wanted to say real quick, I know things are dire and look, Hexal not perfect by any means, but I'm still willing to stick with Ron. My big problem at this point, I, I think I've been the guy who's kind of rallied for hack to a degree more so than a lot of people, but I think he's got to go at this point. He's just, He's, he's just lost me. It's uh so bad. He has gotten out coached in every way. He hasn't made any adjustments in the series. And looking at these perspective lines, this is just a dumpster fire lineup that we could be looking at Friday night.
0: Yeah. This is the reason why I want it to be a complete blowout, because I think if it's a complete blowout, the team has to at least <laughs> you can't you can't lose four games in a five game series by a combined score of like 22 to one. And then be like, all right, well, it's all right. (laughs) Everything's cool. Just bring back the same team and coach. And when you go back to the cap series too, he had those two massive blowouts in game two and three, and then got lucky that Michael Norvins stood on his head for, for two of those games. You're right. He just doesn't, he doesn't make adjustments. He's still, I mean, the, Inability to recognize momentum and kind of kill that when the opposition has it hurt him in this hurt him in this series and their inability not maybe not necessarily on him but the the penalty kill is still atrocious and it hurt him and just the the lines are just always I don't know the lines are just bad and when the uses of lines is also terrible. I, he's, he's done to me. Like I'm, I'm a hundred percent over. I've been over hacked off for a little bit of time here, but like, this is just, I, this is it.
2: Right. This is the, the icing on this really <laughs> shitty cake we've been eating.
0: Yeah. It, I'm, I'm full. No, thank you. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. It's like you get, you go to a party and you get one of those gluten-free dense cakes that are just terrible. You're chewing on yeah. it. You're like, Oh God. And then, You you try the frosting and the frosting, some sugar-free garbage too. And you're just, (laughs) you hate it. That's right. I'm bragging. I'm I'm taking down gluten-free cakes today. Take that guys.
0: Get (laughs) them. There's one thing we're doing this podcast today. That's what we're doing. We're taking it. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Pro gluten cast here. (laughs) All about that gluten. Let's look at these lines. I'm going to read the lines. Let me get through these before we just eviscerate them. Okay. First line, Drew, Filpula Voracek. Second line, Reed, Laterra Simmons. Third line, Lynn Blom Patrick, Konechny. Fourth line, Raffle, Lawton, Wheel. Defensive pairs, Proveroff, McDonald, Gostas, Hag, Manning, Gudis. Where do we even start with this shit? Well,
0: for starters, Filpula top line, center.
2: Uh, that Ooh. is... That's
0: going to be a bad time. I If if you start a playoff game with Valtteri Filippula as your center top-line center in the year 2018 and you beat the back-to-back defending stup, uh, Stanley Cup champions, I, I feel like there should be a lifetime achievement award unlocked because thats that's got to be one of the more difficult things to do in the game of hockey this year. Like just when you watch Fofilia play, he's gonna and he's gonna bring down Jeron Voracek. So you're taking out uh, theoretically two of your better players, even though they haven't really uh, hit the scoreboard this series. But you're still taking down two of your biggest offensive threats by pulling them with an anchor. This is like when uh, Shannon Simmons used to be with uh, Vinnie Lecavier. It was just a uh, it was really painful watching them at five on five because. You'd see everything that Shannon Simmons created just weighed down by LaCavae skating into the zone two seconds later and then turn it over. And I feel like Filippi is going to be the same kind of another, kind of same kind of thing. Uh, Drew and Vortec are going to create. Filippi is going to get the puck. He's going to do that thing where he carries it for a little bit of time and then he turns it over about halfway through the circle. So it, that line's not going to do well. I think Reed Laterra Simmons. I have a feeling that might be the fourth line. I don't know. I don't know if that was just the way that Dave. Isaac, I got these lines from Dave Isaac, so I don't know.
2: For the love of God, please be that way.
0: Yeah. Please do not I, be
2: the second line. Not that it matters, because I really think they're going to get smoked again.
0: Yeah, they're going to get smoked no matter what. But I, I think it might just be a demotion of putting Simmons on the fourth line. I think that's what this is. Either way, this line not going not going to do anything. That. Uh, uh, Laterra and Simmons are two of your slowest forwards on the team, and Reed isn't exactly a burner either. I think the only way that line might get slower is if you put Filipello with, with LaTera and Simmons, cool. which is yeah would be, or Limblom, but that's not really complaining about Limblom's speed. That's just saying he's not exactly a uh, fleet of foot. The Limblom Patrick Neckley line, speaking of Limblom, is probably the most enticing line out of these three or four, easily. Yeah, and that's with Lindblom having not a spectacular series, but Patrick and connect, connecting together uh, probably two of your better forwards this series. It would be, it'd be fun to watch them win their battle against the Brissard line while Filpula and uh, Laterra, for lack of better terms, uh, get abused. <laughs> so I, the defensive pairings too. I I I don't I, I don't even know, man.
2: No, uh, let's let's go at him. Come on, let's do this thing. So let's start with Proveroth McDonald. We've seen this pairing before. We've seen Ivan Proveroth be tasked with the anchor. That is Andrew McDonald. But yeah. th- I think the most disappointing thing here is McDonald was actually kind of useful with Sandheim. And yep. Sandheim just got shown the door.
0: Yeah, I mean this, McDonald brings out everybody's numbers except for Sandheim. And the shame that Haxall just throws Corsi out the window, because if he actually paid attention to it, he would see that McDonald's only been useful with Sandheim, And when you put him with Proveroff, he's going to bring down Proveroff. Hey, Gossespierre, it, I, I don't think that really works either. And then you still have Manning Gudas, which we all know doesn't <laughs> work. We we all know, except for Dave Haxel, we We knows that that doesn't work
2: of all the lines to keep together, of all the pairings to keep together, he keeps together the easily worst pairing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 baffling. I I feel like I threw this out there today and I I'm doing this so I'm not in denial and I can actually accept these lines here. I feel like Haxall is putting these lines together to try and emphasize that he's saying he doesn't have enough talent to work with. Like, I feel like he's just mocking the lineup he was given, and he's just like, oh, well, nothing's working, and this is, like, my only other option. And he's putting out these lines and these pairs, and they're going to get smoked. And my only hope and prayer is that that's actually what's going on. Hextal takes offense, and then it leads to Hexall getting canned. It won't. I mean, this is probably Hexall's earnest idea of a good lineup. And hexed to some extent, is just like all right, I see it, and they're gonna lose nine nothing tomorrow. Nine uh, nothing. The tank's gonna have a hat trick. Crosby's gonna have like six points. He's gonna. Crossley's gonna set the all time record for uh, playoff points in in one postseason. It's gonna be because of this series. So get ready. Yay. Yay. Yeah. Like what? Okay, so Drew Philpion Vorjak, who. Who you want to see them match up against? You want to see them match up against the Crosby line? What about uh, Malkin and Kessel?
2: Uh, just put it right into my veins. Whatever it is, just <laughs> give it to me.
0: Yeah. You think uh, you think Re Simmons is really going to take it to uh, to Malkin and Kessel? You think they're going to beat that Broussard line? I feel like I feel like the 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 dwarf line, the the Brossard, Sheary and Russ, or whatever the hell they're putting together on the third line there. They're going to run all over uh, Rita Theron Simmons. They're so much smaller and quicker that I think they're just going to have the puck the entire time. But it's, I don't, there's no way this game is going to be fun tomorrow. Unless, it, unless it's a miracle Michael Norverth, 44 shots to 11 shots win again.
2: Is it confirmed if Noivy's going to start over Elliott at this point?
0: I, no, I don't think so. I was throwing it out there that they. I think they're going to need that type of game where they get shelled, but they somehow still win because the guy in that makes ten to eleven miraculous saves.
2: I think that would have to be Neuver though, because Elliot just has not looked good at all.
0: Man, that that Kessel goal, I and this is not this this series is not as simple as just saying the goaltending has been bad. It's
2: definitely it's a lot, it's the whole a, team's been bad.
0: Right? They it's, should be putting
2: up points at the very least because Pittsburgh's defense and Matt Murray are not exactly an un, unbeatable duo, but. It, for some reason they just cannot get good chances against them and they keep playing this just insane system throwing it back to the point dump and chase bullshit.
0: Yeah and they, they've turned to that a lot this series which it was a a thing that looked like they had kind of gotten away from it this year. They still turn to it at times it was usually in really it seems to be the go-to move for Haxel whenever his team's really desperate for goals and uh, I I don't know how you don't know that giving the puck to goose and manning and shooting often not through traffic is, is not going to be a successful format, but what do I know, Steve? What do we know, Steve? We've never coached in North Dakota before, so I, I guess we don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about. So let's let, uh, let's, let uh, Yuri play 15 minutes tonight while connect me rides the bench.
2: You know what? I will say this much going back to when hack was hired. I did applaud the Flyers for trying something different, trying somebody outside the NHL system. So I'm fine with them trying that. I'm sad it hasn't worked, but this is the time to part ways. It's just, it's not working.
0: I I was happy too, that they, they thought outside the box and did this. Uh, I mean, it's a way to find untapped talent. Uh, I just, it, I, I think it's pretty evident that Hacksaw not that guy. And I, I'm hoping that Hextall for a while has just been supporting some of the things that Hextall has been saying because he's his coach and he wants to just be there, I guess, and, and support him when it comes to the media. But I, I hope these ideologies aren't shared with him because if so, it's... Scary thing. Yeah, it's terrifying. And I don't know, man. I don't know if... I, I, my biggest fear right now is I they lose tonight and then they just don't just nothing changes like they just chalk it up as what are you going to do it's kids against the back-to-back defending Stanley Cup champs like there's they didn't stand a chance as is there's nothing we to do about it and I think they're just going to come back with Latera and Weiss on the roster Manning to a one-year deal and Haxtell still a coach and no once again no free agent signings to kind of up the talent level
2: it's my biggest fear too. I'm right there with you.
0: Yeah. Uh so Steve, uh because of this playoff series it had me thinking. I obviously caught up in the moment. I feel like this is got to be one of the worst Flyers playoff series ever.
2: It's at least two or three of the worst Flyers playoff games I've ever seen. So, yeah, it's got to be.
0: Yeah, and I was looking back at some of the playoff series in recent history, and I want you to tell me if these – this is going to be a fun part of the show, and this is where I'm at it's right now. It's fun,
2: a loose term here.
0: Yeah. You tell me if these series are worse than the one that's happening right now. So 2011 against the Bruins, where after the year the Flyers reverse sweep them, they themselves were swept as the two seed. Uh, they lost game one 7-3. to three. And lost game three and four, five to one. And the Bruins played seven game series with everybody else on their route to the cup. And then also because of that sweep came the Carter, Richards, Brabovsky, Brisgolf, nonsense.
2: For that reason alone, this might have been the worst. But that, I remember that yeah. series being super frustrating more than anything because JVR yeah. was putting uh, forward a lot of pressure in that series. He had a very successful series without putting up a ton of points. So people are like, eh, it's not success if he doesn't score points. It was...
0: It was oh, the Couturier argument. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. So uh, that was a frustrating one to watch. Definitely a bad time.
0: Yeah, it, w- it was not cool. And I... I mean, I remember that game, too, for JVR. I want to say that's, you know, I don't watch the Leafs games as much besides, I guess, the postseason and games here or there. But I want to say that was JVR's best game ever because he could have legitimately had five goals in that game. He just, he he was running the show, and the Flyers still couldn't come over with a win. And that was their closest game all series. I mean, the rest of the games, they got smoked. The games three and four felt a lot like games one or game four in this series. And it was, that's when all the things came in about questioning Mike Richards about his heart and all that kind of stuff. And then it led to, uh, led to the Kings winning cups. So I think the aftermath of that was, was a lot. But to, it, it, in the heat of the moment, that was, I mean, that, that sucked a lot too. Uh, I, I don't know. That that that, might, that one might be worse than this one. Uh, okay, another one was the two thousand six. Series uh, against the Sabers, where it was a four to two series loss as a five seed. That series had the umberger hit, an eight to two loss in Game Two, and a seven to one loss in Game Six.
2: Don't remember that one as well. That uh, was a weird period of Flyers history, of course. And I don't know. I, it, it bad scores for sure, but I wouldn't put it as one of the the most devastating compared to this Bruins. And Or that Bruins series and this Penguin series.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's not worse than either of these two. The, I, I just remember the Umberger hit and being pretty pissed off about that. Mainly just because he got wrecked. And then the Flyers ended up losing a double overtime anyway. Uh, uh, Curse of Daniel Breer. Uh, And I think that was also just the... It, it was the first playoff series after the lockout. So it was kind of just... I don't know. It was a little happy just because playoff hockey was back. Were
2: those the Buffalo Slug jerseys?
0: Uh, that they were.
2: Uh, no, they still had. Uh,
0: I think that was their last year with the. The uh, Buffalo like with the,
2: Attitude.
0: Yeah, I believe so. And then I think the year after that, they went to the Buffalo Slug when they went to the Eastern Conference final with uh, Drury and Breer. I think, because I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was like the last year with the the black and red. Yeah, like Angry Buffalo. Well. Uh, 2000, 2002 cents Eastern Conference Final Series. Uh, they lost 4-1 to as a three seed. Scored two goals in the entire series. Uh, one was from Ruslan Fedotanko in overtime. And then the other one, I believe, was Dan McGillis early in game five. And uh, first of all, two goals in the entire series sucks. So I, I remember that part of it. Yeah. I remember... I think it was Jack Edwards at the time did the ESPN broadcast. And because I was living in Maryland, we were watching the ESPN broadcast. It's the
2: grossest thing I ever heard.
0: Yeah. And it, it gets better because when McGillis scored, Jack Edwards, of course, had some snarky ass comment like, and pigs can fly. And I just remember my dad being like, oh, fuck you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> just get real pissed at Jack Edwards. So that, that series just all around, not, not, not a good time. Not a good time. Uh, yeah, I, and these other two... Well, I think the only other one that might compete is the the 2000 series against the Devils in the Eastern Conference Finals.
2: Well, I would put that as maybe the most devastating. That's certainly... I don't know. Most devastating, we could talk for hours, because there's been a lot of them. <laughs> You've got... Here's the thing. Would you even say... This is obviously bad. This is obviously just a terrible time. But... If the Flyers just lose badly tomorrow, we move on, and I wouldn't call it heartbreak. This is just embarrassing. This, I would say, if this just ends with the Friday night game, Flyers lose, and and that's it, that's still better than the friggin' Max Talbot game.
0: Oh. Uh, Max Talbot game that your boy was at. Oh, you were there? Yeah, man. That was... That was a good time. That, that was, was.
2: That one was. You know what? That series was worse because we had a lot of hope and it was just a lot of disappointment there. You know what? That
0: That is fair. I, it, that is true about this series. There was absolutely no hope going into it. So I think it's just the fact that every one of these goddamn losses is a blowout. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, and then also the Katori injury on top of it makes it really annoying, which I, you know, it does. Who knows if it makes a difference if Pretoria plays? It's just the fashion he got injured. Uh, and yeah, man, I at that game six against the Penguins back in two thousand nine. I remember, <laughs> I thought I was, I thought I was going to see Penguins fans die that day at the arena. <laughs> that was, that was the most hostility I think I've seen at any Flyers game. It was, it was not really a, a good place to be at the time. I walked out. I saw well. I saw a couple fights, and then I walked out behind a Penguins fan that had like four or five guys just yelling at him, and I was just like, I don't want to be here for this. <laughs> so that was that was definitely a pretty painful. Yeah, and that team, that team was a lot better than this one for the Flyers, and they had they had an outside chance of possibly doing it. I mean, they had they have what seven twenty goal scorers on that team, something obnoxious, and they were pretty had a lot of depth. And the I mean that team could have done damage in the playoffs, and then they had that happen to him in the first round.
2: And we talked a lot of trash in that series.
0: Oh man, yeah, yeah, that was. And then the Penguins ended up winning the Cup too that year. Yeah, that's up there. Definitely up there.
2: This sucks, but I'm not under any illusions that I'm getting something more than.
0: Yeah, I was going to say. So I guess that's a good way to look at it in perspective. Is that. This isn't the worst series that's ever happened. <laughs> so that's, that's uh, I guess, the one I'm silver lining about this. Now,
2: what'll be horrible is if the Flyers win with this shit lineup and win a couple games and just suck us back in, and we're talking about this for a Game 7, and then they just get destroyed in Game 7. Oh. I
0: Oh, they them Capitals it? Yeah. God, that'd be terrible. It could happen. Uh, no, no, it can't. What am I talking about? I don't, th- I don't think this thing gets a Game Six. Apparently, Claude drew came out and guaranteed a Game Six. I don't know if you saw that.
2: Good for you, Claude. And I'd, I'd love for yeah. you to show up and score a couple goals.
1: Be a nice change of pace. <laughs> I
0: was gonna say we, we need some goals, and uh, I don't know if you know this, Claude, but you are kind of the guy for that on this team. So that, that would be kind of cool if you showed and up, Claude. Ba-
2: make note if, that we are two of your biggest supporters. We go to bat for you pretty much every episode. And if we're saying this, something's going (laughs) wrong.
0: Yeah, I just, I don't understand that this series and the cap series, just none of the big names showed up. I I don't know if that's a systematic thing. I don't know if it's just fluke. I don't know if it's just that they don't have it anymore in the postseason. I really do not know what it is. But it's, it's concerning. I'll tell you that much. because. What happens if they do it again next year? Like, what what do we do Uh, Craig? if they do it again next year? You're
2: assuming the Flyers make the playoffs next year.
0: Well, I mean, see, I think next year is the year they should start trying to compete again.
2: I agree completely, but it doesn't mean they will.
0: Uh, Not at all, absolutely. And I I, I think this is going to be, I think next year is going to be the first year I'm really just, I'm just fed up with everything. And I'm just, uh, I lose my patience for the drafting and developing and the not putting in a serious fight in a playoff series and all that stuff. And the kids are great, and they're all coming along very nicely. I just, while they're still young and they have the experience and they're all in ALCs, let's, let's fucking grip it and rip it, man. Let's get a John Tavares, get Eric Carlson. And, uh, just uh, swing for the fences. That's my opinion. That's my two cents.
2: South Jersey's Johnny
0: Gaudreau. Dig him up. Bring him in.
2: Dig him up?
0: (laughs) What? Is he dead? There was... was, Did you ever see that... When Will Ferrell hosted the ESPYs, him and John C. Riley did a thing where they were talking about taking on every athlete alive, I think. And then... It was just like, they're talking about some dead athlete, and they're like, you know he passed away, right? He's like, dig him up. I'll take him on.
2: <laughs> I never saw that. That's great. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'll see if I, I'll, I'll see if, I have to find, if I can find that and share that now so I don't see him as much of a crazy person as I do right now. But uh, that's what uh, that's what I was thinking of right there. Anywho, yeah, br- bring Johnny Gaudreau back. He wants to come back home. He would want to come back to Jersey right now, too, because the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and he would like to uh, live in that for a little bit. And also, the flames don't know what they're doing. They don't. But they did know enough to fire the coach. Hint. Yeah, hint. I, I this I, I. don't know, man. Like, if they decide that Hackstock comes back next year, this is uh, I think that really is the tipping point for me, where I. I'm gonna start losing my faith in Ron.
2: It's distressing.
0: Yeah. I yeah. That's that's how how do you feel about it? Do you think he needs to be gone immediately?
2: I think so. Again, I was saying before, I've I've been a little more patient than hack with a lot of people saying, you know, a lot of the coaches do the same shit and all that. But it's the lack of adaptability that bothers me at the end of the day. It's the lack of trying something new when something's clearly not working, uh, falling back Uh, on shitty old vets. Just that shit just drives me insane. Yep, I've said shit a lot in this episode, and I don't apologize for it.
0: That's fine. That might be the title of this episode: just shit. Just shit. <laughs> but I, I, I agree with what you're saying, and also just this, I, I feel at like I feel at times. However many people can fit into a hockey rink, and everybody who's watching at home and all the broadcasters, sometimes I feel like Haxall is the one who has the least feel for the pulse of his team, and it's. Astounding. Like just at times where team looks dead, they need something to shake them up. Hackstall waits another 10 to 15 minutes that lets the other team pour another two or three goals to make the game get out of hand. I feel like that's just
2: right. He's way too conservative with those timeouts. He's yeah. not aggressive in areas that he should be aggressive. And the times where he is aggressive are very just misguided.
0: Yeah, it's, it's something something to behold. And, uh, I, Theoretically, who would you even want as? Who do you think's gonna be the next coach? Because I have a—that's also a terrifying idea. Who will be next? I
2: see my my instincts go with either the guy running the power play right now or the guy running the phantoms right now.
0: I I think it might be the guy running the Flyers PK right now.
2: No, now you're really just gloom and dooming it. Why would it be Lappy? <laughs> Why in God's name would it be Lappy? That doesn't make any sense.
0: I he's been here the longest. That doesn't mean anything. And I. Great. He's been here the
2: longest. That's like you ever. Did you watch the uh, office episode when they I think it was when Will Ferrell had briefly taken over and then he ended up in the hospital and they're like, okay, who's been here the longest? Make him the temporary management. And it was Creed. That's yeah. Lappy (laughs) is Creed Bratton. That would be making Creed Bratton the manager of (laughs) both. He, that would be making Don't Creed Bratton the head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers.
0: Look, I actually like Creed, so...
2: Everybody it's likes a shame Creed. Creed thoughts.blogspot.org yeah, or whatever it was.
0: <laughs> it's a shame because I actually like Ian Perrier, but it's just this penalty killing...
2: Everybody loves yeah. Lappy, but he's a clearly yeah. a shit penalty kill coach.
0: Yeah, that's the thing with the hiring your former players as coaches and GMs is... They're they fun to watch as players, and you probably love them as players, but then they come back and they just do a horrendous job. Like Craig Berube, I liked watching him when I was younger, and then he just came in and he stunk up the joint. And now I think of him being a borderline terrible coach.
2: Good old chef.
0: Yeah. And see, Knobloch, I mean, I. Knobloch also has tear on the second power play unit at times. Well, Did I guess the spirit, question like, is, is
2: that it. his call or is that is that Hack's call? Yeah, I I, I really I, don't know how the inner workings work on that. That's a legitimate question. Right. I don't know whose call well, that I is. Uh, he might just be in charge of drawing up the strategies and the schemes for it. Yeah, and
0: that's fair. And I'm I'm too scared to figure that out next year when we watch Laterra on the second powerful unit. Well, hopefully Laterra's <laughs> not here. Hopefully, yeah. There's a lot of yeah, we'll get into this when the fire season is done.
2: Right, and nothing oh. is over. Still fight yeah, another day. Don't,
0: yeah. don't give up. There's always it's not over till it's over. You you, you can't stop don't stop stopping. Don't stop, don't stop.
2: Don't stop believing. <laughs> Hold on to that field. I'm, streetlights i streetlights, people. Yeah. Oh oh. <laughs>
0: Man, this whole series has been a journey for me. I didn't realize it. God.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, we should retire take now. Me now <laughs> take me now, Steven. Take me now.
2: Let's get an update on our fly verbally poll today. Uh, oh, yeah, do the that. The pod poll tonight was, which Hackstall Game 5 lineup decision makes you the angriest? Really just cutting to the point here.
0: How many people voted, Stephen?
2: 71 votes. There's nine minutes left, but that's close enough for me. 71 I votes. Know, seven. uh, we had four options. Philpula on the top line. McDonald on the top pair. Sanheim out for Hag. And Simmons with Reed and Gerald. And? Your top vote getter, Philpula, on the top line with 59%. Ten percent short of being a nice decision, but Philp on the top line pissed off the most people.
0: That would be correct. That good, good, good answer, everybody.
2: Your runner-up is Sanheim out for Hag. Uh, also a good answer that got thirty-four percent of the poll. Yeah,
0: yeah, and then I uh, yeah third is McDonald, correct?
2: Correct. That's seven percent.
0: Which is still. <laughs> It's just amazing that we've gotten to the point where just McDonald being a top pairing guy, we're just numb to, and we've just accepted it.
2: <laughs> Comfortably numb, Craig. Comfortably <laughs> numb. Yeah, just amazing.
0: Uh, okay, they're really, uh, as far players are really treading waters on defense back. Well, that was that was a little bit further of a. You see where I'm going with that, though. I got right? you. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then the Simmons one. Yeah, I think the Simmons one is just a demotion, and really he hasn't been. I mean, I I wanted to throw out a fourth option there for the poll. And, uh, but I think everybody's kind of aware of the series and season that Simmons has had, so it's there's, a there's
2: bigger fish to fry.
0: Yeah, there there are bigger things to complain about. Yeah, so. and
2: Phil Peel on the top line is definitely one of them. I, it's just that's He's, he's just them. he's just not good, guys. He's not good.
0: I man, how crazy would it be? And hear me out here, because I might be high. But what if Phil Peel <laughs> like that? Uh, what if he comes out gun blazing? Gets two goals, carries possession for that line, and it's just great. He's just wheeling and dealing.
2: If Phil Pula starts He's kicking just... ass on that top line and the Flyers make a miraculous comeback in the series and beat the Penguins, I am buying a Philpula jersey.
0: Oh, baby. I am what? committing to
2: that. I will 100% do
1: this.
0: I miss the Philpula that was like the seventh best forward on that Red Wings team that won the cup. <laughs> Bring back that guy. That's who we need. That would
2: be perfectly fine.
0: Yeah. Uh, And then hopefully, uh, hopefully he plays so well that other teams are like, he's still got it. And they throw a big contract at him.
2: I want nothing more than for Valtteri Filippula to annihilate the Penguins, win the Flyers, the series, and then get traded for a mid to high draft pick.
0: Hear me out.
2: By the way, I am Game committing with? myself here. If Valtteri Filpula leads the Flyers to an epic comeback in this series, I am buying a Filpula jersey. You can hold me to that.
0: What a big fucking brancher stepping out on there, big guy. Oh, man, look at the balls on this guy. Oh, you, you, <laughs> wanted, you want to make it
1: worse?
2: <laughs> All right, fine. I'll... If Fulpula, if <laughs> Filippula makes this comeback, I'll do even worse. I will buy an AMAC jersey.
1: Oh.
0: what was it Mike Dina Cola, I think that's how you say his name. Mikey Arnton Blackpack. Hey, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh he he already I think he did something of similar nature where he had to get an Andrew McDonald jersey. Oh uh, well never mind.
2: Never stick with Philip. Euler. But
0: I think I think for the, the this point in time, I think getting a Philippuler jersey would be very much I, I think that would be worth it. I think I think you should lessen the stakes a little bit and I, something I still don't think happens. I think if he plays if he ends up playing first line center tomorrow and then the Flyers come back and just win the series not even necessarily led by Philpula. That would be my stake. You You're going to make me
2: buy a full Philpula jersey. I'll buy a shirty for sure but a full jersey is a commitment my friend.
0: Yeah, a full jersey is a commitment. That is uh, That is a lot. No, if he gets so, what would be your guidelines for him actually carrying the team, like scoring goals, scoring or goals just like goals, or po-
2: I guess being a point getter? Like if he's if he's getting multiple points a game for the rest of this series and just like being the dude, <laughs> I what what are the guidelines you want to put? Like if he puts if he scores, so that would be the Flyers would need to win three more games. Correct. So if he scores five plus goals five-plus goals in these three games that it would take for the Flyers to make a comeback against the Penguins. Yeah, you're fine. I'm buying a Philp jersey.
0: Yeah, you're fine. Nothing, yeah. What if he, I just hope tomorrow he gets a hat-trick now, and then the last one was like a backhander in overtime, and then he does the, the Solani celebration down the ice, where he just flings his glove up and starts shooting at it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just so, and you're just like watching at a bar, and you're like, what is happening? Motherfucker. <laughs> i start texting you shots of like a Philadelphia jersey you should buy.
2: <laughs> I'll also, I will also let Twitter determine which style of Flyers jersey I buy.
0: I thought you are going to say what size.
2: Oh no, <laughs> that would be an abject disaster. That's when I show up wearing like a, a child small that fits over my neck as a scarf.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would never let it the uh, society tell me that either. Uh, I will let Twitter the, I,
2: decide what style of Filpula jersey I have to buy. Whether it's the the home, the gold, wh- whatever's out there that I can legally buy through Fanatics or NHL or not Mitchell and Ness because the NHL is full of dumb idiots. Legal, I hate, but...
0: <laughs> legal, legal jersey, guys, all right. None of your black market Valtteri I Philpula absolutely
2: jerseys. will okay. not buy a Tiger Stripe Quaker style oh. Valtteri Filippula jersey <laughs> from a Chinese manufacturer. No.
0: Look, look. if he gets a hat trick, I think you have to.
2: I'm not buying See? a Chinese knockoff. They, the,
0: it's the, a hat trick. They are not if getting Val- my credit
2: card information.
0: If Valtteri Filippula gets a hat trick, I will start a Valtteri Filippula jersey foundation where it's just raising money to buy you Valtteri Filpula jersey. Go
2: fund me. Steve's Valtteri Filpula, <laughs> Tony the Tiger, Quakers jersey.
0: And then we, we'll we just have a cardboard cutout of Valtteri Filpula that you have to take a picture with each time we get a new jersey. All right, listeners, I'm going to throw out two options for the jerseys. I'm saying the 50th anniversary gold ones because those were very bad. And also the St. Patrick's Day ones. In o Philpula.
2: Philpula <laughs> jersey. Okay. That's <laughs> by the way, that's my vote. That's the one. I know. Like, yeah, oh, that's that one's legit hilarious. Yeah.
0: Nothing says nothing says St. Patrick's Day like a good old Finnish name. Top
2: of the morning to you, O Philpula.
0: <laughs> oh
2: god. <laughs> Terry, a good Irish boy. <laughs>
0: Oh, man, they are going to get fucking wrecked tonight. <laughs> it's going to be bad.
1: It's going to be real bad. It's, it's just
0: not. Oh, God, I'm so glad it's on a Friday because I.
2: I don't want to think about this team for a couple of days after what's going to happen. Well, I was going to say, I'm not, you
0: know, I'm not the craziest guy, but man, I am going to get fucking hammered tonight. <laughs> if I have to watch this team, I'm going to watch like the first 10 minutes. They're gonna go down like two nothing, and then it's just it's just I'm not gonna think about it because I'll be on a different planet. That's what's gonna happen. I'll just I won't be far away from here. That's the goal.
2: Let's briefly talk oh. about the Phantoms, Craig, a team that's actually good and has a chance to go far in the playoffs.
0: Oh yeah. Oh God, I've meant I didn't put down the only note I had was how uh, Ra- Isaac Ratcliffe looks like he's gonna be in the postseason lineup for the Phantoms. You
2: talk about Ratcliffe, I'm gonna bring up a some Phantoms stuff.
0: Oh, I mean that's all I got to say about that's all I got to say about Radcliffe. I don't know if LaBerge is going to crack the lineup, but it sounds like Ratcliffe has earned his way into being uh, one of the forwards in the opening game against the Providence Bruins. So, what what were you going to add?
2: I was just going to say the Phantoms are going to be playing uh starting Friday, April 27th. Oh, that's game 3. But they will be playing against Providence the Providence Bruins. Yeah. And yeah, just uh, another
0: Philly-based team taking on New England-based team in the postseason.
2: Very no, it's awesome. The the Phantoms are a uh, higher seed up there, and yeah. they're the first seed, right? And uh, I
0: believe so, I yeah. i this
2: up, but no. Ra- rally the Valley, baby. That's all I'm going to say. But...
0: I like that hashtag. It's uh, a lot better I... than
2: Earn Tomorrow. Uh,
0: it's a lot better than Defined by Defiance or whatever the hell that shit by Defiance.
2: Yesterday. We defy yeah. the ability to win. We defy the logic (laughs) to put together a good lineup.
0: (laughs) Yoelaterra is defiance. (laughs) Uh, The Phantoms, though, the Phantoms postseason I am excited about because a lot of the prospects will be getting uh, some postseason action. Come see, uh, get to see them play really meaningful games. And I know a bunch of the guys did last year, but still, still want to see how guys like uh, NAK do. And uh, now, like Radcliffe and just some of the, uh, I mean, Marin. Well, Marin's still hurt, I believe.
2: By the way, I, while the Phantoms won their division, I don't believe they are actually one seed. They're on the road for this, uh, this first round matchup. So there's, their for playoffs start Friday, April twentieth. So tomorrow night, seven o five at the Dunkin' Donuts Center.
0: Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. baby. Yeah. That, oh wow, And Providence, big fucking surprise. <laughs> like I'm so shocked.
2: The Phantoms home games are Friday, April 27th, 7:05 and then uh April uh Saturday, April 28th, 7:05 at the PPL Center. So actually I'm I'm kind of confused on how this works here. <laughs> so they open the first two games on the the road and I think it's a best of 5, but then the Phantoms get
0: three games at home though. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And does
2: it? Because uh, shouldn't they have the first two games at Home if they
0: have home ice advantage. Yeah, I, I assume they want to limit travel because they're a minor league, and rather than their two two one, I guess you can knock out a couple games in a in a row there.
2: <laughs> but shouldn't the higher up team have the home ice advantage?
0: Steve, I don't know why you're coming to me for these answers. You know I don't know what I'm talking about. I mean, you should. There, there are so many smarter people that actually know how this works. I. I'm spitballing here. That would be my guess. Would be the, because I remember, I, because they, I mean, the AHL, the Western Conference team, I believe, plays less teams than the Eastern Conference team because they try to limit travel uh, costs, and they put teams into the postseason based on point point percentage. So it's, I mean, they're gonna. I think they're just doing loopy stuff so they don't have to make as many. Uh, as many costs for going back and forth between cities. That'll be my. That'll be my guess. That'll be my guesstimation as to why the Flyers are going to meet at the corner of Lobster Ave and Clam Chowder Road at Dunkin' Donuts Arena in Providence to take on the <laughs> Baby Brew Crew and take on the task. <laughs> I'm gonna look up. Uh, I'm gonna look up the Providence Bruins roster and make fun of it real quick. I'm sure there's some good people Please on there. Please trash but they... away. They've probably got, like, Jacob Saboral. I think he's on there now. That completely real name. Uh, and there's, there's got to be some other people in there. but it seems
2: like a fun yeah. road trip to head up to Lehigh Valley to see one of those Phantoms postseason games. You know, a team that actually has a chance in their series against a, a team that wears yellow and black.
0: Yeah. That's got to be pretty interesting because, well, we're not – we are not familiar with that at all. No. Not this year. And I, uh, I still I haven't I haven't gone to Lehigh Valley for a game. Should probably change that sooner or later. Should probably go to one or two next year.
2: Let's do it, Craig. Fly purpley road trip.
0: Although I only went to a couple of Flyers games this year.
2: I went to a lot of Flyers games this year. I went to a lot of Flyers losses this year.
0: Oh really? Well, that, I mean, that's pretty. Sounds about right. Sometimes that just happens.
2: Yeah, and my well, my buddy had one of the season ticket plans and. He just had horrific luck with that. I think he went to maybe one, oh, there I were two have. wins on his entire season ticket. Plan.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep, I've done that. Yep. I I remember we had uh partial season tickets for the 2010-11 season. I think we went to I think 9 of the 10 games we went to were losses. And like one of them was one of them was the game Against the Thrashers where Billy Leno had a hat trick and his third goal put the Flyers up four to two with like five minutes left. The Flyers lost in overtime. And I just remember being pretty upset about that.
2: Billy Leno.
0: Yeah, and then after that after that season, after that luck in the regular season, uh my dad and I were like, you know what, we should go to game five against the Sabres. And then uh that that went according to plan and they lost in overtime. So, uh, uh, Trent Frederick is pretty good. Zach Seneshin, uh, who was a teammate with the Greyhounds last year, is pretty good. He was one of the three guys taken in the first round of 2015. Uh, Kenny Agostino is pretty good. Uh, Anton Bleed is a guy who's got an NHL games. So has Peter Chalurik. I know that name. I don't know how to say it. Jacob Forsbeck-Carlson is also pretty good. Colby Cave also got NHL games this year. Uh, and then, uh, defense has Paul Postma. Do you remember him?
2: I- I've heard that name. I remember that name.
0: Yeah. And, uh, he's been real. And then Zane McIntyre, uh, I believe a former, former, uh, University of North Dakota, uh, player. Former player of Haxtel, I believe, will be, uh, in net for the, the Providence Bruins. So he probably has all the, uh, The Phantom's Numbers, so get ready for that. I think he went to the University of North Dakota. Not sure, though. This is, by the way, this is the best type of podcast when I just look up stuff and then (laughs) just kind of mumble on about things.
2: I'm sure enjoying it.
0: Yeah, North Dakota. Yeah, University of North Dakota from 2012 to 2015, so he was underneath the uh, Hextall regime there.
2: That's the ticket. Let's talk about the well, rest of that? these series.
0: Let's <laughs> talk about uh, Sharks and Knights. Who do you have?
2: Yeah, so well, first off, the Sharks and the Knights already swept. So uh, I guess the Flyers weren't swept. We got that going for us. but
0: Got that going. Yeah, we got that yeah. going. Luckily, we'll see the thing. <laughs> see, the Ducks got killed. The, gu- they got swept. the Ducks
2: got annihilated.
0: They lost 8-1. Still showed up in Game 4. Like game four, they played better and just didn't get the breaks. Uh, and game two, I believe was a three to two loss. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, the, the, if the Flyers get blown out, I do you think the Ducks still looked worse just because it was a sweep? It doesn't really matter. Nothing matters in the end. I mean, nothing really matters. But We're yeah. We're
2: not quoting Linkin Park oh. again. Not this week. I don't know. Did that make that? Uh, uh, did that make it on the show last uh, week? I think that was just uh, our pregame nonsense. We, so, uh, FYI, yeah. before uh, typically when we have our cold open, we've been talking for a good fifteen, twenty minutes already about just complete bullshit. And I'm recording, and I pick <laughs> one of these times, I'm just gonna completely screw up and edit it at the wrong time in a, a complete daze, and it's gonna be bad.
0: Yeah. It's not gonna be. Yeah, we're gonna all of our. Terrible ideas are going to come out on audio, and uh, more
2: so than what you've already heard.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, like if you think if you think this is the worst stuff we have to offer, oh man, you should you should hear the first twenty minutes because they're
2: somehow worse.
0: But you should hear yeah, it's yeah I think
2: were, just before dark.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was before we started uh, before the uh, the cutoff last week. You, I think you, you were talking how you want the Ozfest or something,
2: uh, <laughs> Family <laughs> Values Tour.
0: Fairly values to us.
2: Absolute garbage. Stone Temple Pilots uh, is the only, the only act I'm, yeah, I can still admit to seeing with pride.
0: Did we ever talk about the Scout Wayland? Uh, his wife's letter to Rolling Stone. I don't think so. Because like, yeah, because he passed away like three years ago.
2: Now, yeah, just about.
0: And like everybody was just like, oh, it's so depressing, it's so very sad. And then like his wife wrote an article, and I was just like. No, nah, he kind of sucked as a dad. wasn't there for the kids. Don't feel too bad. And like everybody was just, everybody was just like, "Jesus, all right." Well, I remember that.
2: I remember that happening.
0: <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it was very much a everybody was very sympathetic. And then she was like, "No, no, he he kind of sucked as a dad. So I, I don't feel too bad. He was never there. It's cool. Yeah, <laughs> just really not a lot about. Yeah, uh, getting away from Scott Whalen for a second, if I can get you to shut up about scott, scott uh i Weiland. think scott wyland <laughs> wyland oh my bad well i mean i did love uh stone temple pool <sighs> they were pretty good yeah. <laughs> they were i mean they were a little bit before my time too so I don't yeah even yeah know that yeah, guy. yeah
2: yeah we, I, we all but know because, i'm old let's get over it as we on. like
0: to emphasize i am very young very young and healthy and uh i'm a young 21 years old And I'm just happy to uh, be on this podcast. And I'm an old
2: 55, and my body's failing me more each day.
0: And yet, we get along, and we're best buds. What a weird... We're just the odd couple is what we are. Uh, The Golden Knights, though, pretty much walked all over the Kings. I know the scores weren't that bad, but they kind of carried play the entire series. What
2: was it, a four-point goal differential for the entire series?
0: They scored seven, they allowed three, four goals difference. And I... Felt like the Kings were just not in any of those games. Like, sure, the, the score is close, but it just felt like the, the the Knights had the advantage in every single game. Maybe not the fourth game, but that was a lot of desperation, and the Kings were bringing it, I guess, towards the end of the game. But Knights still came in on top. the The Sharks felt like they had a little bit of puck luck, but they kept scoring, and the K line was doing pretty well. Uh, I I'm picking the Golden Knights here. I think gold, gold, knights do it again.
2: Yeah, I'm inclined think, to go with the knights also. And I think it's the old hot goalie theory where Flurry was yeah. just so dominant for them and he just looks amazing. And a dominant goalie can be all the difference makers. See carry price. And anytime the Habs have had success in the playoffs, it's because price
1: kicks ass.
0: Yeah. No, that's true. And, uh, yeah, Flurry came out with a 977 save percentage in that first series, I believe. And that's, uh, Totally gonna last. No, but he. I mean, he he'll drop, but I think he can still play pretty well. And I mean, Jones looked pretty good in that series too for the the Sharks. But uh, it. I don't know. I I think the Golden Knights are just gonna be. They might be too fast for him. And uh, the, it, it'll come down to speed versus the that cane Kane line, Kane Pavelski, and I, I think it's Hurdle on that line. I don't know who else is on that line for the uh the Sharks right now. But it should be pretty good, uh, and then I assume, looking at the other series, I assume it's going to be the Wild and or the the Jets and the the Predators. Even though, you know, we're talking about the the Flyers not really showing up. Uh, the Avalanche had some pretty big odds against them going into the series, and at least uh, at least they're actually making series out of these, like making a series out of it.
2: No, they've been putting up a fight for sure, and it's a three-one series yeah. lead for. The Preds right now, but, you know, McKinnon's been doing his McKinnon thing, and the Avs have been hanging in these games.
0: They've gotten leads. It's getting real chippy. Ryan Hartman tried to kill Carlos Soderberg yesterday. Soderbergh, whatever. I can't say names. You guys know this. Don't don't judge me. <laughs> uh, but, I, th- yeah, that's a, that's a real tight series, and honestly, I thought the Avs were going to get walked real bad because they don't have the best roster, but they, they got a ton of speed, and it seems to be causing the Predators some kind of problems. And then the, I mean, the Jets. Yeah, we kind of anticipate the series is going to look like that, and it doesn't help that Parise is out now too. Yeah, Parise going so, down but, really
2: hurt the Wild. And
0: yeah, they they were struggling for offense as was as is, and they just they, that's not going to do anything to help that. So they're going to have to somehow find three straight wins where they're going to get just shellacked when it comes to, <laughs> to the shot count, yeah. and hope to pull out like one nothing, two nothing wins. So I think that series is done. Uh, I think the Caps evened it up tonight. I believe the Caps won four to one tonight. Correct. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> because I really, you know, whoever
2: is going to win the series is going to be beat up, and then they're going to play the Penguins, and then the Penguins are going to walk all over them, and then it's going to be Penguins Lightning again. And oh God, help us!
0: The Lightning after the Lightning play a seven game series against the Bruins, who will most definitely rough them up as well. And then uh, the Golden Knights and Jets will, or the Predators will beat the crap out of each other for seven games, too. And then the Penguins will pretty much glide into a three-peat. Welcome to Fly Purpley, folks. <laughs> We're full of happiness here. God damn. Oh, Hammond, Andrew Hammond's in net for the Avalanche uh, tomorrow night, too. The Hamburgler, The hamburg Because Varlamov's been out, and then uh, Jonathan bernie left game for pretty early. He
2: was the key piece in the Duchesne trade, right? He was what that whole trade was about.
0: (sighs) Yeah, man. Yeah, (laughs) that's what it was. Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah, Joe Sackick, uh, because they live in Colorado, got real high and then he was like, I could really go for some cheeseburgers. I don't want to pay for him, though. And then one of his assistant GMs like, you know, that hamburger guy gets free cheeseburgers now. And then Joe Sackick was like, get him on the phone. (laughs) call him directly and tell him he's coming here, and we'll figure out the rest. And uh, that's how it went down. (laughs) That's my story.
2: That's a fact, you know. Facts are facts. Yeah. Uh,
0: Lightning devils, you think the devils are coming back? Nope,
2: nope, they're done.
0: I think they're coming back. Hashtag Red Sea. Hashtag Living Devilish. Uh, Hashtag uh, Hell Rising. Are these real? no, these aren't real at all. Thank God. I just thought Did you see Putty was at the game? I did see Putty. Gotta support the team. Yeah, that was. Uh... <laughs> oh God, I love that guy. Was his face painted? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, and he was like screaming. Amazing. He was doing exactly what he did. Yeah. <laughs>
2: like I hate the devils with every fiber of my being, but that's great. Yeah. Gotta support the team. <laughs>
0: I just I love I think he had, like one of his throwaway lines in Seinfeld was one of the lines I cracked about the most was Elaine uh, tried to have a serious conversation with him and then like he kind of missed the point and then he was like all right you want to make out or
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh god he's the best he's a, did he, he's in another show uh God it's like Rules of Engagement I think is what it's called it's got the mom from uh, Grounded for Life. And David Spade, Ugh. so immediately whoever made this cash should be shot direct, shot directly into the sun. But he, that show is terrible. But he actually, he'll have like one or two good lines. And you're asking why I watch this, and it's because I do not sleep, and sometimes it's on reruns, really at like three in the morning. <laughs> so that's all I've seen it.
2: I'm fairly certain I saw something the other day, some sort of report about like people who don't sleep a lot stay up late at night are more prone to be like crazy and die earlier so we're in great company right now craig
0: (laughs) oh oh there's yeah i believe me i'm not banking on getting the 50 so (laughs) the flyer's gonna bust flyer's gonna bust one out here early and then i'm I'm ready i'm ready to go out five you you're not gonna make it to your golden
2: jersey anniversary
0: Uh, (laughs) i hope not (laughs)
2: So, <laughs> looking at the rest of the East, the Bruins, Maple Leafs, uh, Boston won tonight. They won 3-1, moving without, that series to 3-1 lead for Boston.
0: Without Bergeron. Without
2: Bergeron. Impressive win.
0: Riley and Ash stepping up, and uh, I believe that line still got a goal. I think uh, Pashonek set up uh, Marshan for a pretty easy dump in on a 2-on-1. Dump in for a dunk. It was a dunk. Yeah, it was a dunk. So, yeah, that series, again, I thought that series going to be really close, but uh, I think the Bruins might be scarier than I thought.
2: Yeah, I think that Bruins yeah. Lightning series is unfortunately going to be a bit of a knockdown yeah, dragout.
0: Yep, seven games, and Pittsburgh's going to be drinking pink lemonade for like five straight days because they sweep the fucking Blue Jackets. They are not powerful.
2: drinking pink lemonade. They are drinking shit-ass Iron City, the <laughs> worst beer in the history of mankind.
0: They're drinking coleslaw soda and they're living it up, <laughs> hamming it out.
2: <laughs> Number one, it's coleslaw pop for them because they're freaking weirdos. Uh, yeah, for, they're pop, they got yeah. some pop in the fridge. Ugh.
0: I think, you know, I think that's one of the biggest issues with this country is that Midwesterners think it's pop and they're just, it's just sad. It's pathetic, really, <laughs> if you think about it. It's soda. But just get it right. I need to that's know. All.
2: I really need to know if the South if certain areas of the South really do call every soda Coke though? Like, you got an orange Coke, you got like I think they do. uh,
0: I think they yeah I think they like they're idiots. I don't know. Like the like Georgia created Coke, so they probably all they probably just want to rub it in everybody's face. But yeah, I I think that is a thing. I I think I just cut them a break. I mean, they don't know what they're doing down there. Fair enough. Yeah.
2: Fair enough. Smashville, go Smashville.
0: (laughs) Go Smashville. (laughs) God please Smashville. Please
2: Smashville! Please, please any Please Laviolette, please. Please Lava. I I'm, I'm getting to the point
0: where I'm just rooting for the Bruins to cheap shot their way to whenever the Penguins are in the Calder final. Like I'll take it any way we can get it right now. And I'm just nervous it's it's still not going to happen.
2: I think in an nice. ideal situation, Boston makes the Stanley Cup final and loses a heartbreaker to the Predators. Ideally. And they beat the shit out of the Penguins on the way. Like Marsha just slew foots Crosby. So pretty much just
0: 2013, but instead of the Blackhawks and Predators. Right. Because 2013 was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Two goals in 17 seconds, right? I think. Uh, Yeah. Brian Bickle had, I think, 40 goals in that postseason. Because sure. Because sports make sense. And that was that was that. The Bruins haven't been back there since. Oh, that's that's right. Because then Shirely, I think he trades again that summer.
2: Yeah. And then he went over to Edmonton and ruined everything and still got an extension.
0: I think I saw a stat when people were dunking on Shirely a couple of weeks ago, like everybody usually does, because it's it's, the easy pick. It's shooting fish in a barrel right now. I think Taylor Hall, Blake Wheeler, Tyler Sagan. And Jordan Ebley are all in the top 20 for scoring over the last like 10 years, I think. And he's he traded away all of them, (laughs) which is it's just amazing how you just keep seeing talent. And then you are like, I need to get this guy off my roster immediately. He's not going to help. What's he going to do? Score goals for us. We don't need that. Where is Adam Larson?
2: Where is Adam Larson? Indeed. Ugh, no. I think that's. We fi- <laughs> finalists. Wait, finalists. Okay. We Celtics. we do have one more topic here. We have finalists. We got your finalist news here.
0: Selkie finalist. Uh, our beautiful baby boy, Sean Cattoria. Yay,
2: Coots.
0: Patrice Bergeron, even though he played 10 games this Moon. year. And then Ante, Ante Kopitar.
2: He actually had a nice year.
0: Looking at the numbers. It really should be Katoria this year. It won't be. He'll probably finish third. Uh, and Bergeron will probably win because it's Bergeron. I think Bergeron only played like 62 games this year, but he'll, he'll get it. And then unfortunately for the Norse, Gus Spear was not nominated, which I guess you can see that coming. I'm not shocked uh, by that. So, yeah. What about Amash? You know, D- he,
2: he blocked a lot of shots this year, right?
0: <laughs> he was close. He's probably top 10. Drew Doughty, T.K. Subban, Victor Hedman.
2: I can't argue.
0: Yeah, uh, I I really don't want to see Drew Doughty win no. again just because I it's certainly growing me. I just don't like Drew Doughty. Uh,
2: yeah, I'm the... not rooting Suban or Hedman. Has Hedman won before?
0: Hedman was first nominated last year, I believe, so he has not won it.
2: I feel like that's one of those I've... awards where because of sports writers being sports writers, you have to pay your dues for some godforsaken reason. I've been saying a lot of God yep. tonight, too. Probably yeah. because God has forsaken us as Flyers fans.
0: To make us watch the shit that is the Flyers. Yes. There you go. Yep. That's, uh, Steve, I'm going to be honest with you. That's all I got for tonight. I got nowhere else to go.
2: <laughs> well, you can't stay here.
0: I uh, you know. Uh, uh, that was too final easy. Final predictions. Final predictions. Oh,
2: God. Do we, we have to?
0: Look. We're professionals. They are. This is a very serious podcast. It is. We take things quite serious around here when it comes to the Flyers. I want your serious prediction, and I want to emphasize very serious prediction as to what happens tonight, Steve.
2: <laughs> I'm thinking.
0: I'm very serious.
2: Craig, I'm thinking it's not good. Probably the current pace. I'm thinking it's a five. Okay. I'm gonna be, here's my optimistic outlook. Five to two loss.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, that is your very serious take. My very serious take is Sean Couture plays, but he's still hurt. So instead of skating, he drives around a clown car the entire game. And in the clown car are Jake Voracek and Claude Giroux. So it counts as one skater. And the Flyers still have four other skaters on the ice. So they bend the rules and have seven players on the ice at once. And then they went 10-0. That is my very serious, please take me as a serious hockey writer opinion. They're going to lose like 6 nothing. by the way. That's the actual <laughs> thing. <laughs> Malkin's going to go ham. He's going to get like four points. Crosby's going to notch another two goals. tank's going to set points for a defenseman in a game. That's my take, I'm sticking to it. Oh, but <laughs> but I I'm open to the clown car clown car experiment. So if you guys want to try that out, please don't um, you know, don't shy away from it. If there was ever a time and place to test the rules of the clown car on the ice theory, this will be it. This game tonight. <laughs> no, I, I'm thinking I was going to say, I'm taking the silent as you're just agreeing with me. I'm just expecting you to nod when I'm saying these things.
2: Fun fact, the Flyers are allowing an average of 4.5 goals a game in this series so far. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: And they're scoring, what, (laughs) 1.5?
2: I think so.
0: Yeah, it's not bad. The average averaging a three-goal loss in a playoff series, That's not too embarrassing. not
2: too embarrassing, not just, you know.
0: What what were they going to do, show up? Come on
2: now. <laughs> uh, that's all we got, folks. Uh, if you have any feedback, best places on Twitter, you can reach Craig at Sports Are Bad, and, my Lord, are sports horrible. Yep,
0: yeah, you can say that again. You fucking idiots. I, told, I yelled at you earlier this week. I'll do it again. Don't you ever question my brand again. You know it pays off. <laughs> Every goddamn season, it pays off. So. so don't come at me with, the oh, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Yeah? Yeah, what's going on right now? <laughs>
2: The sport of hockey is bad. I think that's the way to put it. Uh, yeah, actually, that's probably the best. I was that's say your new handle. Uh, the sport right? of hockey <laughs> is bad. I don't know if that's going to fit in a Twitter handle, but we can try it. It yeah, might. We'll check it out. Yeah, I'll give it a look. Yeah. So you can reach Craig at Sports are Bad. You can reach me at Flyperbole or at Estebaum. Uh You can follow Broad Street Hockey. You can follow BSH Radio. And you can like Broad Street Hockey on Facebook email us at at gmail dot com. this team is just they have me so sad right now
0: i was gonna say you sound like a mess right now steve you're right i'm not i'm not
2: i'm just thinking of i'm, I'm thinking of travis sanheim in the press box it, hey uh,
0: let's do it just real quick i want you to just close your eyes and picture this description and then this will just just make you smile, all right? Okay. So you're watching tomorrow night's game.
1: Yeah.
0: Crosby's got the puck. Uh. And without a doubt, Valtteri Felpio is about ten feet behind chasing him.
2: <laughs>
0: oh no. Doesn't that that help that oh, helps you out, God. right? You're feeling pretty good oh, right
1: now, right? No. No. <laughs> <sighs> no? Okay. Well, I all feel, right. I'd no, be disagree. Far worse. <laughs>
2: What have you done? <laughs> <laughs> it's not good, gang, but uh, I'm hoping I'm hoping we're talking to you about game seven next week, but I'm not sure I'm hoping, but I'm going to say I'm hoping.
0: Yeah. Programming note, when they don't reach game seven, I'm going to start doing draft articles. So I guess look forward to that on project. Craig's
2: draft corner. will be back on the show as well. And we'll be back. Oh, too. absolutely. Yeah. 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 That is true. That's but, uh, most likely we are looking at our usual Wednesday schedule starting up again next week, uh, weekly until the Stanley cup final is ended. And then we'll probably stay weekly through the draft and probably through free agency. And then we'll be, uh, either every other week or once a month or something like that until hockey season comes back. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Gang. We'll figure it out. Thank you so much for listening. Even in these terrible flyers times, We do appreciate the support and you guys enjoying the show. So until next time, as always, good night and good hockey.
1: Hello, everybody. This is Fly Fly, Perbole. It is a podcast about hockey, mostly
2: the Flyers, but also other hockey things. Like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve, but not
0: Steve Hartnell and Craig, but not Craig Ruby.
2: No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah! Fly elderly, fly elderly, fly elderly. Fly elderly.